Hi, my name is Tiffany and today we'll be doing intention to create legal relations in contract law. And we look at the four elements of contracts. We discuss this in our Nature and Essence of Contract audio. And we talked about offer and acceptance, which we've done. We talked about intention to create legal relations, capacity to contract, and consideration. You had a very in-depth conversation about offer and acceptance. And today, we'll be treating the topic of intention to create legal relations. Now, what are we saying about this intention to create legal relations? What the courts seek to find out is that, was there an intention to make this contract enforceable in a court in the case of a breach? How do we ascertain whether a contract was meant to have a certain level of enforceability in the case where I, the contracting party, party A, party B, in the case where I, party A, breach the contract, are the very basic tenets of our contract in such a manner that we intended that when there is a breach, I can sue you, you can sue me. If we cannot establish this, doesn't matter if there was an offer and an acceptance it doesn't matter even if there was consideration once we cannot establish an intention to create legal relations the contract is not enforceable what do we need to note about that intention to create legal relations we're seeing that generally speaking in domestic and social settings agreements are often made which are not intended to be enforceable in the law courts even if they are dishonored. So if I make a contract with my sister, I say, Trixie, do this for me for so and so and so. And she does it. And I say, oh, I won't do it again. I don't feel like doing this contract anymore. She can't do anything to me because naturally and generally speaking, in our domestic settings, these contracts are not really, 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 really to be enforced in the court. I mean, will you take me to court because I said, oh, I'll wash your clothes for you and I changed my mind. These kind of contracts will not really be held in the court. But there are a few distinctions and a few exceptions that will be made. And that's what we'll be talking about. So there are two broad categories of contracts social family and other domestic agreements and then the agreement of a business or commercial nature and we'll talk about it so we've said already that in a domestic setting it is there's a strong presumption that there is no intention to create legal relations however in commercial agreements there is the presumption that there is an intention to create legal relations unless there is um the parties prove the contrary Okay, and I think it's even the same with domestic agreements. Sometimes we will have that intention to create legal relations, but the general presumption is there is no intention whatsoever. First, we must understand that where parties have clearly stated an intention not to create legal relations, the court will abide by those the wishes of the parties. In the cases where, for example, the agreement is not illegal, so once it's not an illegal thing or that that um, 
stipulation or that um, agreement is not illegal once that can be proven that it's not illegal the courts will abide by your wishes once you are you 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 establish in your contract or you say in your agreement that we don't want to take this to court we don't want this to ever be enforceable in a law court we don't want to do that the courts will stand by that they will not enforce a contract which did not have that enforceability and you can look at rose and frank cole and compton brothers all right so that's something to look at if the court that the, they, they claim that they do not want to create legal relations then the court will stand by it but if there's no express exclusion of that and the courts consider the nature of the agreement they can determine whether we can infer from the contract that oh there was an intention to make legal relations so the thing about it is that we're not even talking about the domestic sense of or the domestic setting or a commercial setting per se we're just talking about contracts in in a whole contracts on a bigger level in the on a broad level okay we're looking at contracts in that in that degree and we're saying that in the case where the parties say we don't want this contract to be enforceable the courts will stand by it given that it's not illegal however if they do not expressly say so the courts will look at the surrounding circumstances and be able to infer from the contract whether it should be enforceable or not and we're talking about agreements made in a domestic or social setting the general presumption is parties do not intend to create legal relations between them okay that is the general presumption and we can look at court and motor insurance bureau and that case is, is very essential in helping us understand when they say oh generally we are not saying that there's going to be a le- an illegal relations then we look at agreements entered into by husband and wife look at balfour and balfour now in this case the the defendant was a civil servant and he told his wife that he would pay her a certain amount of money as maintenance and during the time they were living apart and she sued for the breach okay so for a while they were they were they were he had to move um and so they were not living together he says okay whilst we are apart i'm going to pay this amount of money and then he doesn't pay it and she sues and the court says oh this case dear we cannot fight for you because it's a domestic uh, agreement that you had between your that was had between your husband and you and so we cannot um we cannot there were no legal relations intended and so you cannot sue for that money however in the cases where they're, they're, they're both husband and wife when they are not living together in amity they are divorced they are about to be separated the courts will look at the surrounding circumstances and see and determine whether or not there was an intention to create legal relations it does not even apply when we look at the the the, the, the what the courts and um, will say when we are talking about couples that are not living together in amity we'll say that it does not even apply that oh the domestic setting has a general rule we're saying when they are divorced or living separately we do not 
think that the, the agreement was made um, without an intention to create legal relations. And you can look at merit and merit. This one, there was this man who was you know, cheating on his wife and then um, a lot of things ensued. You may want to look at that. The court said, oh, there was an intention to create legal relations. There are more cases of that sort. Now, we look at agreements entered into between a parent and a child now a court it is presumed by law that these kind of agreements did not have any intention to create legal relations in the case of jones and Padvitin, this woman made her daughter leave a certain job she was doing and then made her come tell her told her that she should study uh, law and that she would give her a monthly allowance and then she moved and did all of these things. There were later troubles that came up because of the agreement and, you know, whether the mother lived up to her side of the bargain and all of that. And the court held that that agreement was not meant to create legal relations between a mother and daughter. And that, um, you know, one that was an agreement that was made in family arrangements was dependent on the good faith of the promises of the promisor. And, I mean, no one was entitled it was not meant to be rigid. It was not meant to be binding. Okay. Now we have other domestic arrangements. And it could be between people who are not related. It could be between a spouse and a parent. Or um, and it is not between a spouse and a parent. It could also be the tenants. All of those domestic, other domestic um, arrangements. And we're seeing that in these instances... In order to determine whether there was an intention to create legal relations, the courts will infer from the circumstances, okay, from the circumstances of the contracts to determine if it was meant to have legal relations, right? And even if it was found that, okay, fine, it was made in a, com- in a domestic environment, if it has a commercial flavor to it, 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 we could infer that an intention to create legal relations was was um, embedded in the contract and Simkins and Pays has got something to do with some lottery that people who lived together were, you know, engaging in and they would all pull in their money from time to time and there was a win eventually basically about whether they, they could sue for their part of the money and the court held that indeed there was um, an enforceable contract because there was a mutuality in the arrangement of the parties. And so it, in, it meant that, that the parties intended to create legal relations. Now, the last thing we'll look at is commercial agreements. And we're saying that, oh no, I forgot to add. We look at um, another thing about intention to create legal relations. Now, in this very important case, Hama and Sidwe, where an uncle promised his nephew that if he refrained from doing a number of things, he would pay him a certain amount of money. Now, the nephew complied and he claimed the money. The uncle said, oh, this one, it was made in a domestic setting. Why do you do that? And the courts say that it is legally enforceable since the promisee had to refrain from doing something. So he offered some sort of consideration. And so it was enforceable. 
Hamine said, it's a very important case. You should read it so that you understand the reasoning of the court and what the judges were saying. There's also another case, Weeks and Tybalt, and it talks about how um, statements made in jest. So we are making the oh, the statement. We are just making it for fun, and we are you know we are just here playing, cracking jokes. And I make a statement in between. You cannot. In, in fear that I intended to create legal relations, and that's weeks entitled. You should look at that as well. So, in the, in the domestic setting, I could say, Oh, we could all be here, you know, cracking jokes and things. I promise, if you, you jump over the roof, or if I mean, you do this particular thing, I'll, 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 I'll give you one million dollars, and then if you go, think that I'll do it. But we're all joking over here, so why are you taking it so pace now? Weeks entitled will, will, will bring that. Um, that principle to to the fore so we're saying that when a statement is made in jest or is is, is those statements are not generally um, intended to create legal relations finally we're going to look at commercial agreements now with commercial agreements the the, the underlying principle is that indeed there was an intention to create legal relations unless it is otherwise stipulated otherwise intended or otherwise mentioned in the contract that no this business agreement was not intended to create legal relations and we can look at edwards and skyways limited in that case will talk to us about the whole intention to create legal relations even in a commercial agreement and so if there is a commercial agreement and it is stipulated or stated that we do not want um, this contract to have legal relay. We don't. We don't want to have an enforceability in the case of the contract going haywire. In the case of a breach, then the the courts will have to hold um, that side of the, your your wishes. Okay, the your wishes. The courts command. Okay, that brings us to the end of intention to create legal relations. What the courts really seek to find out in this particular element is, do you have an intention to make this contract enforceable in a court of law should there be a breach? And I hope this has been helpful. Have a lovely, lovely day and see you in the next voice note. Bye.